Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thanks, Steve. This week, I'll be speaking with a mother of two who supports her family by helping companies with their Instagram and Facebook advertising. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything you need to know about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give an in-depth coverage on every topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. Krisha Pruz grew up on the same street all her life in Kentucky, across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. The idea of traveling never really appealed to her, however it was a different story for her husband. He had the travel bug and wanted the adventure of our being. So their family launched into full-time RVing at the start of this year. Because they have younger children, ages 8 and 5, their first stop was Florida, so they could visit some of the Disney properties and be closer to her father who stays in Sarasota every year. For them, one of the best parts about RVing is that Trisha can work anywhere they decide to travel as a full-service ad manager for companies wanting to advertise on Facebook and Instagram. Businesses hire her to create advertisements by finding images and writing messages that appear in the ads and then tracking the results. She may design several different versions of the ads and test them to see which ones work better in enticing people to click through to learn more about a company, a product, or service. Then she prepares regular reports for her clients to help them analyze their marketing strategies and evaluate their advertising budgets. Before jumping into the online advertising space, Trisha was a social worker for a dialysis facility. After her son was born, she quit that job in order to stay home with the kids. A short time later, they flip-flopped and her husband became a full-time stay-at-home dad and Trisha became an entrepreneur. She had been doing some marketing work for businesses and online content creators for a while before deciding to focus exclusively on online advertising about four years ago. Trisha was inspired after reading Dan Miller's book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, it caused Trisha to look at different options for her life even before her second child arrived. Through the 48 Days community, she has developed some fabulous relationships that enabled her to tap into a network of entrepreneurs which continues to grow through the power of referrals. Trisha completed some online training to learn more about digital marketing and then developed a mastermind group with several other people also working in that industry. That provides her with the support she needs to run a business and to professionally stay on top of her game. To tell us more about what prompted her family to start RVing and how she supports her travel lifestyle, please welcome Trisha Pruz to the show. Thank you for joining me today, Trisha. I really appreciate the time. 
tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're parked right now. Absolutely. I am Trisha. I am a wife, a mom, and a full-time traveler. I offer Facebook and Instagram advertising services to small businesses, and I'm able to do that from wherever, which is very, very exciting. We are currently parked in Orlando, Florida. Oh, the happiest place on earth, I hear. It is. Yes, very good. How many kids do you have? I have two kids. Margaret is eight and Charles is five. Oh, those are delightful ages. And the best time to be in Disney World or in the Orlando area with those kids, I'm sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. We decided to do a quick lunch in Disney Springs on Sunday. I'm sorry, Monday. And that few hours for lunch turned into eight hours. And they are actually, my husband and the kids are actually back there today and we might go back Friday. We cannot get enough. <laughs> uh, Disney has this special neck that, that they just can figure out a way to keep you involved so that you keep spending money. <laughs> exactly. Even when you don't go to a park, they find That's a right. way to just drain you. <laughs> exactly. How long have you been RVing? We are looking at, we're right at three months. Okay, so you're relatively new to it. What attracted you to this lifestyle? Mm -hmm. People ask me that and I go, you know what? I don't even remember how this originated. Several years ago, when my husband was working a full-time job, he's now a full-time stay-at-home dad. When he was working out of the house, he started watching YouTube videos and kind of keeping up with these families who travel full time. And he said, Hey, is this anything that you would ever want to do? And I thought he was crazy because I'm thinking how in the world is like, how, how do we make that happen? How is, how does that even become a thing? And so the more and more he talked about it, he was getting really excited about it. Wasn't really anything in the beginning where I was like, yes, let's do it. That sounds great. Because, Greg, I grew up on the same street all of my life. I moved across the street into the home we own now. And so didn't do much traveling growing up. So it was very different and something that I never thought I would be doing. But my husband was very interested and I was intrigued. And we were already plan on, planning on homeschooling. So I thought, why not? Why not go for it and test it out, see how it goes. That's how a lot of people start out. Where is home for you? Home is Kentucky, Northern Kentucky. We're pretty much right across the river from downtown Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. That's a nice area as well. And so what have you liked most about your uh, RVing experience to date? What I like most is that all of the entertainment for the kids is right here. We don't have to go anywhere. Now we, we take different trips and we've gone to Disney Springs. We've, my husband has taken them to taken them to state parks, but really there's so many of the campgrounds have activities for adults and for kids. And it's just nice to be able to pop over to something. Even maybe I'm in the middle of my workday, but they're doing candy bingo at three o'clock. And I go, you know what? I'm going to step out and go do that. That'll be fun. Then I can come right back and get to work. So Having just the 
so many options available to be able to do different things that are right here. And where, what kind of places have you traveled to so far? In January, we were in the Venice Northport area in Florida. And my, my dad stays in Sarasota every January for the whole month. So we stayed nearby. A bunch of my family came down. So we all spent some time together in January. February, we were in Fort Myers. My husband's parents were staying in Benita Springs in Florida through February. So we stayed near them, spent a lot of time with them. That was great. And the beginning of March, we were in Wachula, Florida for three weeks. And now we are in Orlando. That's neat. What have you liked most about the experience? It's just a really different lifestyle than we've ever had. And there's new things and meeting different people. And it's just a really exciting experience. And some things are different every single day. And we get to experience new people, new activities, and there's, there's just always something new to do. How have your kids adapted to the RV lifestyle? You know, Greg, it has been, it's been hard for my daughter. She misses family a lot and that has been challenging with her. She really enjoys the travel. She enjoys the things that we've been able to do. She's having a blast. She's making friends everywhere we go. Still in some of the evenings, she'll feel really sad. She misses home. And so we're really looking forward to spending some time at home in the summer. Um, But overall, she's done really, really well. And her brother, who's five, he he doesn't really care. He has a blast anywhere he goes. He doesn't complain about anything. And uh, he doesn't seem to have really missed a beat at all. Margaret's had kind of a hard time, but I really think that some time with family in the summer will be really good for her. And overall, she might say that she hates traveling, but she really doesn't. It's the aspect of missing home that that is most challenging, but she's, she's thriving as well. Have they always been homeschooled or is this a new experience for them as well? They have always been homeschooled. This was the plan all along. And so nothing really changed there except there's some really cool places nearby that they can go and learn about different things. And my husband took them to a a manatee exhibit, exhibit. I don't know if that's what you call it. But they had so much fun. And I was like, yes, biology. So just different ways to bring in um, learning and education is, is really cool as opposed to just kind of being not stuck. But in the same place at home, there's not as many um, opportunities to do different things. I agree. It's much easier for the kids or better for the children if they are able to go out and actually experience what they're learning. You support yourself on the road with this business. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. I provide full service ads management on the Facebook and Instagram ads platform. And so that entails for ads, people aren't super familiar with them. They're scrolling through their Facebook feed and they see sponsored underneath some posts. So what I do is I create the written copy for that. I create the images and I build out the audiences, do research to make sure that we're putting their ads in front of the right people. And then I 
manage the ads from all aspects in, in testing different copy, different hooks in the coffee, coffee, in the copy, and then the images and just seeing what, what works best and troubleshooting if there's any issues with ads or the account. And so they're able to say, here, let's strategize in the beginning. And then Trisha, I trust you, go run with it. And I'm able to take that, manage their ads, report to them, answer any questions. And it's just a really neat opportunity to serve business owners in the, the digital digital space and being able to reach more people through advertising. How long have you been doing this? I have been in the online space doing kind of different work. I started doing some written editing. I worked with some coaches and course creators and worked with a writing and publishing agency and kind of pivoted around a little bit. I think that's the word that a lot of people will utilize when talking about working in the online space is shifting and pivoting to see what where our strengths really lie and what we want to grow. And in doing so, I have moved into the space of Facebook and Instagram paid ads. In terms of being in the online space, about, about four years. Four years. And what caused you or what intrigued you about this to want to start a business? Had you worked in this area before? We, you know, the running joke is from social work to social media. I was a social <laughs> worker in a dialysis facility for four years. And then I resigned to be home with the kids after I had my son. And then we kind of transitioned and did a flip flop where my husband came home to be with the kids and I'm still working from home. And so that we were able to able to travel and he certainly could have found online employment in terms of just the kind of the lifestyle that we wanted to live. It made more sense for me to move more into the entrepreneurial space because it would give us a little more freedom when we travel and then having him like 100% available with the kids and all the camper stuff. I am, you know, I'm not even embarrassed to say, Greg, that I know very little about operating your camper. And if my <laughs> husband got sick, I'd be like, hey, neighbor, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. And so that's just how we decided to, to bring together and to come together. And here's his strengths and how our, quote, household can operate best with what he's doing as a, as a full-time stay-at-home dad and what I'm doing in the business. What did he do before the kids arrived? He worked in, he was a, a child support caseworker for eight-ish years. And then he worked for Cintas Corporation. And if you've ever seen or anyone's ever seen the guys like coming or gals, coming and picking up like the rugs and replacing the soaps and whatnot at different companies. And um, so that's the work he did after he was a caseworker and before um, he came home to be with the kids. So you started this business just coming out of, it sounds like social work and you had to have mm -hmm. gotten some clients and things like that. How'd you go about doing that? I mean, without any experience really doing this kind of thing, how did you get it started? That sounds really interesting. 
Very, very interesting. I was connected in Dan Miller's 48 Days Community. He wrote the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. And that was even before, man, I that was before I had my second kid. And I was looking at different options for how I might be able to work in the online space and met so, so many great people in doing so. And that's how I connected with the people who I first worked with in doing written editing and helping with some course materials. And I got engaged in a, another coaching program and met a lot of people, got referrals, got in groups on Facebook and through a lot of different networking avenues was able to start really start and nurture relationships. And a majority of the people that I work with, Greg, have come from almost, man, almost all of my client work has come from referrals from building really, really great relationships with people. Uh, that important, it is very important today for people to build that network. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Very good. How did you get training to do this? I connected with, well, I started in a program called Serve Scale Soar. It's a membership run by Brandy Mouse. She's phenomenal. And she also created Conversions for Clients. And that is a course for Facebook and Instagram ads managers. So there are a lot of courses out there for people to learn to do ads on their own. And there are some courses to teach people to manage ads for others. So I took her course and began offering ad services to some of the clients that I had been serving through content creation, social media content, and then shifted fully into Facebook and Instagram ads and made that my, my primary focus. And so going through that course with her and other amazing ads managers that I learned from every single day, that's the biggest part of it for me is through her group and, and a few other ladies and I formed a mastermind of sorts around managing ads for clients. And that's, what's been huge for me is being again in communities, strong relationships and learning from learning from each other. I love that story because it talks about how school and training and education has changed. Used to be, you had to go to a two or four mm-hmm. year school invest a lot of time and a lot of money to get that done. Now you can take these specialized training courses online as a general rule yes. and learn just about anything. How do you find your clients? A lot of it is through networking and I am a member of BNI business networking international, as well as H seven network. They have similar structure and some, some differences there. They both are, phenomenal organizations. And so whether it's working with business owners through there or getting referrals, I also connect in Facebook groups with other entrepreneurs who are looking for different services. And maybe they'll say, Hey, I'm looking for an ads manager. I have a question about X, Y, and Z. And then I comment on their posts and I, I always comment with a video. I love this approach. It really wows people. When I do a little bit of research, I look at their business page. I say, hey, 
is I'm wondering if this is for I mean the business. I love what you're doing. I would love to hop on a call. And people love, love, love the video comments. And they mention it anytime I have a call with someone. They say, I loved your video. Thanks so much for posting that. And that's really just going above and beyond with relationship building and letting people know who you are. And that's another really great way to connect with people. That's neat. So you're actually recording a video for that specific company. Yeah. So if they're in a group and they say, hey, I'm looking for an ads manager for my well, the course that I'm launching in the fall, something like that. And then I'll go look at their business page and I record maybe 20, 30 second video on my phone. I share it as a comment on their original Facebook post and then drop my link if they want to schedule a, a discovery call and we go from there. What a really unique way to market yourself. That's, that takes a lot of ingenuity. So do you work primarily for companies or for entrepreneurs, self-employed individuals? Self-employed individuals. A lot of times it's solopreneurs. Maybe they have a couple people on their team. Some people might have W-2 employees. Others have strictly contractors. Okay. That's kind of where the trend seems to be going in business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How many hours a week would you say you typically put into this? Oh, it varies. It varies. I, uh, so earlier this week when we were going to take just a couple hours to go to Disney Springs, spent a whole day. <laughs> and then I said to my husband, you know what? I want to go back. So I'm probably taking most of Friday off to go back to Disney Springs. I was going to do bookkeeping, but you know, that can wait. I'm sure bookkeepers are just cringing. And um, so I would say typically it falls around mm, probably 35-ish hours. I really don't even keep track. And a lot of times yesterday is an example of it is I'll work some in the morning and then do some schoolwork with the kids. And then I, yesterday, I went over to the rec center and worked for several hours into the evening. So I, it kind of, you know, bounces around between working, being with the kids. Maybe we want to play for a little while, but I would say kind of averaging out to what people would typically consider full-time work somewhere around 35-ish hours. That flexibility is really nice to have, though. That's the best benefit of it. It's huge, yep. What do you like most about self-employment other than the flexibility? Oh, man, the flexibility. <laughs> I love being able to work with, essentially work with who I want to work with, is I can select who I want to work with if I think it's going to be a really good fit and I can put myself in the position where I'm connecting with the kind of people that I want to work with. And if something's not working out, then I don't renew a contract mm -hmm. or I, and maybe I'll find someone to refer a person out to if I don't think it's, it's working the best. So I love being able to work really closely with individuals and then find the best fit for, for who I want to work with. And I have so many 
other, so many colleagues that I can refer to that I absolutely love being able to do. It's a really generous space to be in, in that we're, we're all really supporting one another and can find the best fit for ourselves and for other people. And I think that's important as well. And it's kind of neat to see that you've developed this entrepreneur mindset. I think a lot of people like the idea of being in business, but they're so afraid of taking that first step. They're, they're tied to that paycheck, that regular income and the benefits and all that other kind of stuff. How would you overcome that mindset? Being around people who are in the space already, even before we took the leap, seeing what they were doing, how they transitioned, learning from what they learned in their journey and kind of being, being prepared for that, doing a lot of research, you know, health insurance and how are we going to do X, Y, and Z? There's always a way to figure it out. And then sometimes you just do it. I would say I still haven't gotten over over some of it, that it's still sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, but it's any of the time I do get overwhelmed, I'm able to pause and one, tell myself that it's temporary. There's something going on that's stressful and it's not going to stay that way. And then I know that I've done this so far. I can tackle whatever is going to come my way. And, and it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It is, it can be really hard at times. I mean, finding clients, serving clients, making sure that you're keeping up with everything in your industry. And it's, it's a lot and it is completely worth it to be able to live the, have the time freedom and the location freedom that we have and just kind of figuring it out along the way. If I need support, whether it be emotional support, strategic support, I'm able to reach out and have people who can help me and, and support and encourage me. What do you think it cost you to start the business, including all of your training and the cost to set up the business licenses and things like that? Oh, that's the fun stuff. I would say, oh man, I've never done the math. I don't know if I want to do the math. So <laughs> one of the courses so one of the courses that I took was just over $2,000 and then all the fun stuff with setting up. Well, thankfully my, my dad's a lawyer. So he set up my LLC for me. So that was really nice. And, um, so I had someone right there who knew exactly what they were doing. And then man, the coaching, I, I bought a, a, a lifetime, not, membership subscription package whatever it is for one of the coaching programs I'm in which is awesome so I don't pay for that monthly um but in terms of like startup depending on what industry you're in I mean for for an online service provider provider startup can be next to nothing because maybe there's a course there's so much free knowledge out there, YouTube, Google, Facebook, that a lot of people can get started with very little, very little startup cost. Mm -hmm. And it's, so that's, that's, what's been really appealing to me is that I haven't needed to put 
tens of thousand dollars behind software or education or office supplies or anything like that i've been mm-hmm. able to I, I pay for pay for the course and some of the software that i use is very much it, very much at all i have very little overhead and i know i didn't like directly answer your question but really mm-hmm. it 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 wasn't a lot in terms of startup and you don't have a lot of inventory to haul around with you or to manage and i know yep, so zero that's, inventory <laughs> that's great Is Kentucky your domicile? Is that your official residence or did you switch it when you became full-time RVers? We left everything in Kentucky and we still own our home. We are doing some, it's a two family. We have tenants on one side and we are doing some renovations on the other side to rent that out as well. And so for now, we are keeping, we, we still have that as our address. Mm-hmm. And then we have several family members nearby. If we needed to change our mailing address, we can do that. But we left everything, we left everything in Kentucky. And because maybe we'll end up coming home for a longer period of time. Right. And, or maybe we pause for several years. So we thought, you know what? Let's keep everything in Kentucky, and then we won't have to worry about making any more changes down the road. One of the biggest challenges for an online business owner has to be an internet connection when you're driving or living in an RV. How do you handle that? We Wherever we go, we stake out, okay, where is the closest Panera? I spent a lot of time at Panera when we were in, ooh, when we were in Fort Myers, I think. And we got... So we use our AT&T phones as a hotspot. We purchased a T-Mobile Wi-Fi router. And at some point, we'll probably get a Verizon hotspot. A lot of what research my husband has has done, people say, have internet through three carriers. Mm-hmm. Don't rely on the campground internet. The In some places, you have to pay. The, the campground we're at now, you have to pay for internet. So thankfully we have a great signal through what, um, through T-Mobile and AT&T. And that I would say is the biggest challenge. One morning, a couple campgrounds ago, I kept getting kicked off Zoom on a networking call. So I hop in my car and drive to Publix <laughs> and finish the call in the parking lot. And it's just like, okay, you just, You just kind of get used to it. So internet's hard. And then the the shuffle, excuse me, the shuffle with kids and okay, my husband's name is Jeremy. Okay. Where are you taking the kids out? Can you take the kids out? Hey, I have a podcast interview. Can you guys go out for a few hours or I'm going to go work in the rec center. And so just figuring out who's going to work where or when and where people are going to be and that's that's a challenge and we're being a little more proactive about it instead of in the morning like hey what are we gonna do today i don't know i need you to leave and um (laughs) but i would say those are the biggest challenges is the the internet and then logistics of who's gonna be where so that my husband can do what he needs to do with the kids and i'm able to to get the time that i need for doing client work or calls, correspondence, anything like that. What type of RV do you folks own? We have a travel trailer. It is 38, 38 feet. 
And I, I really like the setup. See, my husband dreams of having a super C. I'm like, we'll see about that, friend. <laughs> and um, but the travel trailer is meeting our needs really great now, and it's it's working out well. Have you faced any challenges with the RV? Ah, uh, man, was it the first or the second night on our stretch down to Florida that they, it rained a lot and there was a leak in our skylight? Oh no! And I go in the bathroom and I'm like. I'm like, okay, so either someone spilled water when they washed their hands or our son just peed all over the floor. <laughs> and so Jeremy walked in and we're both like, I'm pretty sure it's not urine. And he looked up and he noticed that there was water that had, like, he looked the next day, it was coming in through one of the lights and the ceiling. He looked the next day and sealed up the, the skylight and that was okay. Uh, we had some, we had some wiring that was faulty. And so I think they're called the run lights along mm -hmm. the top of our camper were out. And so we needed to find a technician. Thank goodness. We found one who was very honest, very fair. He was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Was able to come in and do that work for us. I would say those are the two. I think that's really pretty much everything that we've encountered so far thank goodness it's got everything's gone pretty smoothly i would probably will credit that to having getting a, a camper that was in really great shape from the previous owners and then we had our mechanic kind of do an all-over inspection he he has his own he has an rv and, and he's done some work on other campers so he's familiar with it and then paying a ton of money for new tires right um which has prevented what my brother has encountered i think my brother's had two or three blowouts yikes um on their camper and so we're like we're getting all new tires so at least we know we're set there very good where are you traveling to next what's up for the summer we are going through south carolina to visit a friend and then North Carolina, and we are headed back to Kentucky for May. And we were originally going to stay in a campground in May. What we decided to do is, I think we're still figuring this out right now, Greg. We might be spending three months at home in May. We're going to have electric run down to a um a pad where we park the camper and so we're going to live in our backyard and um, all people are in the house and so i think we're going to be there for may june july and then we are actually going on an alaskan disney cruise with my husband's family in august so that is our very exciting plan for the next few months and then we'll be back down in florida we found a campground for October, November, and December. So we kind of have an idea of what the rest of the year is going to look like. Okay. So you're staying pretty much in that region, except for when you fly to Alaska. Yes. yes very good. How can people connect with you if they wanted to hire you to do some business for them? Absolutely. The, the quickest way would be to go to my website trishapruse.com forward slash contact or if you're on trishapruse.com you'll see a work with me button up at the top and then there's a way for someone to schedule a call to see if we might be a good fit to work together otherwise you'll find me surprised on facebook and we can definitely connect through there very good 
Do you have any advice for people who are considering jumping in doing the same thing you're doing? I would say to go into it with an open mind and be open to other opportunities in terms of starting a business, doing like freelance entrepreneurial work is to be open to different things. And that's what helped me is, Hey, maybe this isn't exactly what I'm trying to promote, what type of work. Um, It's an opportunity for me to add to income for my family. And then, so just being flexible and looking at different options and opportunities and man, when it comes to, when it comes to traveling, I think, especially working when you're traveling, it's offering everyone a whole lot of grace and this realizing this is going to be messy. There's going to be a lot of adjustments in the beginning and also don't work on travel days. I tried it once. I, I had a client who had urgent needs come up and I had not Indicated well about our traveling plans, and it was it was absolutely awful. And I thought, okay, I am not tra- I'm not working on travel days. I need to be focusing on the family and getting settled. And that was that's that would probably be top. I would say pieces of advice when when traveling and working is focus on traveling on travel days and you know, don't plan on getting much work done. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Trish. I really appreciate your time. This has been a lot of great information. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun on the road and enjoying a successful business as well. So that's great. Yes. Thank you so much, Greg. I'm thankful Trisha Pruse took time from her busiest workday to talk to us today about her family's desire to start RVing and how she supports the adventure in a business of her own. She finds clients through her involvement in a number of networking organizations and naturally by connecting with entrepreneurs in several Facebook groups. She has developed a really unique strategy for promoting her work. Someone will post a message on Facebook saying they have a question about X, Y, or Z. Then Trisha will respond to the post with a brief video commenting on their business page or products and offering to have a quick phone call or online meeting to discuss it further. Trisha described it as a way to go above and beyond what people are expecting by wowing them with a video response. Trisha said her biggest niche is working with solopreneurs or small business owners who are just about doing everything by themselves. They may lack the resources to hire staff, but they are willing to contract out needed services to other professionals. Being self-employed herself, Trisha works about 35 hours a week, but she can set her own hours and take time to join her family on excursions. If she needs time alone to concentrate on business, she hangs out at the RV Parks Rec Center or goes somewhere where she'll be relatively free of distractions. Trisha loves the flexibility of being able to work with whomever she wants, whenever she wants, and wherever she wants. Connect with Trisha and learn more about her business. People can visit www.trishapruz.com dot com that's trisha pruse p-r-u-e-s dot com today's episode is sponsored by work camper news with its diamond and platinum membership tools work camper news is much more than just a job listing website when you put the tools of this professional service into action you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality the one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping 
being the original resource for work camping, to find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with a community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. Next time I'll be speaking with an RVer who makes his living as a public speaker. He has a very interesting story to share, and I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.